welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life fit expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, good evening, everyone. It's Deb Crow. It is March the 21st, and I'm so glad it's spring. I cannot even tell you how happy I am. As I look out my office window, the sun is shining. I can see the grass. But unfortunately, 500 miles away in New York City, my guest for tonight, Dr. John Moore, is stranded and is unable to get home and cannot do our interview So the old cliche, when you're handed a basket of lemons, what do you do? You make lemonade. So I am more than pleased to let you know that I've reached out to two of my co-authors, Rich Perry, my my book buddy from number five, and Monty Patterson from book six. And they have just started the Badass Book Club on Facebook. And I'm, I'm just delighted to highlight this new initiative that they have going. And I just want to tell you a little bit about both of them. So Rich graduated from King's College, and he has a degree in psychology. And he has worked as a therapist for several years in children's mental and behavioral health. He initially concentrated on preteen behavioral clients and later transitioned to early development. And Rich has moved on and transitioned with a lot of other initiatives in his career that I'm going to talk to him tonight during the interview about. And Moni is a highly sought after speaker, trainer, and wellness educator with over 20 years experience. She's an entrepreneur. She owns two consulting firms, as well as an exclusive organic nutritional supplement and cosmetic line. So I want to welcome Rich and Moni, and thank you for coming through for me on on the last hour. But here we are to talk about the Badass Book Club. Well, hello, Deb. Hello, hello. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm excited that you guys have started this initiative. So let's just started where did the name come from Richie go ahead (laughs) (laughs) it it really we didn't even have a name for the first couple weeks we just said oh you know how great would it be to read books together and hold each other accountable and then we started inviting other people to join us and we we just kept saying for the first couple weeks you know it's it's just our book club but then we started saying but it's a really badass book club, and it's really badass with the books that we read and how we hold each other accountable and our engaging discussions, and then that was how we came up with the name Badass Book Club, to differentiate ourselves between (laughs) some other book clubs that may not be as awesome as ours. Exactly, exactly. It was a lot of fun. Now, had you guys participated in a book club before because I know through most of my exchange with the change book co-authors we are all 
uh, knowledge thirsty. We all love to read. We all love to get up early and read. And there's nothing like putting your hands around a good book and and sitting down and, and getting lost in that world. So I know that you're both avid readers. Had you belonged to other book clubs or what kind of led you to to come together and, and decide to do this? And how do you pick the books? Well, that's a great question, Deb. I know I have um, a long time ago, I mean, it's probably, gosh, it's been at least a decade ago, I used to gather women um, every couple of weeks. And it, it we started off having this book club that ended up just being that girl's time. And so we didn't really, like, do a lot of book reading like we had intended to with the book club. So I would venture to say that in terms of accountability and the types of books that we're reading, this would be my first official book club that's really centered around books. Because, like, yes, Rich and I have a lot of fun together, but, you know, we also, um, you know, are knowing that this is a very special opportunity for us to continue to grow. And like you talked about earlier, just really have that accountability. And we wanted to give other people the ability to have accountability partners because, you know, we also we all know that, you know, we are as successful as the, the, the applied knowledge that we get. We talk about that a lot. Um, but we need to be able to read, and, and that's a part, as much a part of business as anything. And so we decided to pick books that, you know, were um, important to us and also take um, really suggestions from our community as well. And so um, that's how we chose them. And we wanted books that, you know, help people grow, but we wanted them to be challenged and have a good time in this environment because, you know, just because we're learning doesn't mean we can't have fun and, and grow together. So what do you think about that, Rich? I agree, 100% with what you just said. How did I? How did I know that was going to be his response? <laughs> I did. You hear me laughing, Deb, because that's Rich's response. I do that to him. He'll go, "Yep, I agree." Well, after <laughs> such it. an eloquent response, he's probably thinking, "How do I even top that?" Now, I wanted to let you guys know is I I love the whole premise of books and education. And I just want to give a shout out to our our March sponsor because their whole nonprofit organization is the Foundation on Education, but it's around music. And music changes the world, much like books do. And they have a new initiative, and it's the Foundation for Small Voices. And what they're doing is they're trying to reach out to choirs around the world who they have worked with, several, but they're trying to have a bigger outreach. And they're trying to get every choir to raise $100 so that they can raise enough money, and their goal is 500000 to get to those children who may not have access to education, schooling, a music program, etc. So I really encourage everyone to look at the episode information that I posted tonight and look at that link because if they can get every choir to do that in the world, it will just be phenomenal to where to where they can take it. So getting back to education and the premise of books, I wanted to weigh in and, and ask you guys because I'm in my 50s and I still like to hold a book. Weigh in about holding a book versus uh, doing it online as in reading it as an ebook or reference. And I want you both to answer. Pete, that question it was going in and out towards the end, and I 
I'm not certain on what the, sure. the question was. What is your preference when you're reading? Do you still prefer to hold a book? Do you like reading it online as an ebook, or do you have like a Kindle reader? I so and and Monty and I even addressed this in our book club discussions. Um, so with the first book that we were reading, uh, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, I read that I have it on PDF. But for the purposes of the book club and because I wanted to be able to highlight things and make notes to myself because, you know, one of the things that we want to do is just have really engaging conversation, I made a note to go out and buy the book. That way I could have it, feel it in my hands. Um, and even with the second book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, I have it on audio, and I love the audio book. But I knew that for uh, for the book club and because I wanted to be able to post, like, photos of me holding the book and reading the book for marketing purposes and also because I wanted to be able to highlight, write notes to myself to bring back in our conversation, I wanted to have the physical book. So I definitely prefer the physical I like the feel of it um, and I think Monty kind of Monty you agree right because we've had this discussion before um, totally totally now I am a book fanatic it is I, so I am a huge fan of a physical book I am not a big shopper when it comes to clothes or shoes um, but I am a huge shopper when it comes to books um, Amazon and Barnes and Noble get plenty of money from me so I've got I I love books the physical books so much Deb and Rich that I I mean I still have gosh probably ten of them that I still have yet to read because I'll just go and I'll walk out with bags of them and some of them I like to just hold and and hug because I just I don't know I'm just I've just always been a bookworm um, and so the physical book um, yes absolutely but I did get. Um, the audio book also of Outwitting the Devil because Rich recommended it and I respected his opinion, and I'm loving that, but I'm reading and listening um, both at the same time. Well, and it's I think it depends on what kind of book you're reading because I agree with you guys. There's some books when I'm driving in the car, for example, if it's, a, if it's something to do with business, I enjoy the audio aspect. And then there's other times that I just, I have to have that feel of book in hand. And I think it just depends on the subject. But I'm like you, Monty. I, in Canada, it's chapters indigo. And I, I also will uh, spend my money on that as opposed to clothes and shoes. And I just get lost in the bookstore. Like I could just sit oh, and yeah. read all day. It's just, I yep. mean, to me, I love that old cliche that we've often heard uh, as entrepreneurs leaders are readers and it's something that I make part of of my morning routine and I have for for years and I love getting up at five and that's just that regimented quiet time that I have in the morning so aside Mm -hmm. from the book club and the book that you're reading right now by Napoleon Hill who I love by the way do you have another book because one of my mentors taught me many many years ago that we should be reading a business book and a personal book at the same time. And I thought it was quite a ludicrous statement. And then I tried it and he actually told me that I would read faster and get through the books. And ever since I adapted that principle and I read two two books at a time, it actually does happen. 
So I want to know if that's something that either of you have ever done. And do you read one book at a time or do you have maybe a business book and a personal book on the go at the same time? Well, me personally, I'm actually reading three books right now. So um, one is for business and the two are personal. So, you know, it's really, yeah, and it's kind of a thing like I, if I know that I'm going to read two or three chapters out of one, I've got read two or three chapters out of another one and then two or three chapters out of the next one. So, you know, I've, I've got a lot of books, Deb. I've got a lot of books. So right now I'm reading three, um, Synchronicity Key um, by David Wilcock and The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton um, also. That's a phenomenal book. As well as The Devil. What, the synchronicity or biology of belief? Biology of belief. Yes, it was your recommendation also. (laughs) Um, And then to answer that question, yeah, I'm reading another book as well. I just finished a book on body language by um, Phenomenal, so much that I went and bought another book of theirs, um, and it's called Why Men Don't Listen and Women Can't Read Maps. And it's all about the differences between men and women when it comes to relationships and business and all, all different forms of social interaction. And, and the two of them are just phenomenal. I mean, it's a lot of information, but they write in a very engaging and humorous way. I'd love to meet them someday. So uh, I'm definitely going to be a fan of theirs because I know they wrote a lot of books together. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys have a couple of books on the go. Excuse me. I'm just looking at my uh, bookshelf in my office here, and I think I have three on the go. I've got a couple from uh, Brene Brown and then Corey Poirier, who I'm going to interview in June. He did the Book of Why, and it's a really interesting book, and he asked, all different types of entrepreneurs what their why was and literally put it into a book so I'm I'm just slowly working my way through that and I love just looking at all the clarity that people have around that question so that's my next question for you guys is why did you start the book club and and what are you looking to create with your new community well I guess I'll answer that one. Uh, You know, it really was, you know, we were talking, and Rich and I have always had a mutual respect for each other. We wanted to do something together. We were talking about, you know, like, you know, how what kind of books we're reading, and we said, you know, and it kind of came out of a conversation I think we were having on the phone one day, and I don't remember which one of us asked the other. I don't know if it was if it was you that asked me. Rich was like, hey, do you want to be accountability partners or? Or if I asked him, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how it went. You might have to correct me later, Rich. But one of us asked the other one. And, um, no, I think it was you that asked me. And I think I was like, yeah. Because um, I remember saying, yeah, like <laughs> like that. And, um, you know, from there, you know, the idea of doing the book club evolved because we thought, you know, other people may want that type of camaraderie and to be able to see how we – um, interact with one another, but also um, to be able to share insight from the books and to be able to interact. And it was important to us that when we started the book club that people were engaged. And that's been, I think, the most fun is that people, you know, they're engaged, they're reading it along with us because it's, it's helping everybody be able to have that accountability and not really get so caught up in life because so many times, you know, for me being an entrepreneur, um, my business takes up a lot of my time 
And if I'm not careful, you know, I can forget to do certain things. I mean, there have been days that I've forgotten to eat, and, you know, it'll become like, you know, 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm wondering why I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess I could eat something <laughs> because I sometimes will get up and I'll get into go mode, and I hadn't really taken the time to balance myself as I should have. So having something like this and having a community to build around helps me to say, you know what, I have to stop, I have to pause, you know, and so it's giving me some self-care time, it's giving me some me time, but it's giving me that accountability to, you know, say, you know what, on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I've got to meet Rich here, you know, at the Badass Book Club, and everyone else is going to be there, and so what our hope was, was that other people would feel the same way, and it'll help them not only get their lives up in balance, but also to grow um, in a community where they can enjoy themselves, but it gives you that 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 reason to pause and say, you know what, I know I've got a lot going on in life, you know, but I have to do this, and you know, and it's no time like the present. I've got some place to be. I've got a date with Monty and Rich at 7 p.m. every Thursday, and we just thought that that would be great. And it's been wonderful because people are now reading books that they've never heard of. You know, people are engaging more in social media than they have before. And it's just been great. It's been a wonderful way to see what people have to say and see their insights because I know that we both have talked about how much we can learn from other people. And so seeing their insights and, you know, their engagement and what they're learning from it, you know, I think we probably get the most enjoyment out of seeing what they have to say, you know, even, you know, even though we're having, you know, that exchange with each other, it's just been great, you know, hearing the feedback from other people who are joining us every week. Absolutely. And And I mean, Go ahead, Rich. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to um, add on to that in in that, you know, everything that Monty said. And in addition to that, like, I'm human just like everybody else, you know. And how many times do we say we're going to do something and then we start doing it and it's great and we get that, you know, rush from it. And little by little, sometimes we find distractions and we find excuses to do it later or do it tomorrow, whether it's reading a book, whether it's working out, whether it's, you know, doing this or doing like chores around the house or whatever it is. And I mean, I found myself many times just purchasing books and having tons of books on the shelf that, you know, just are collecting dust because I love buying that book and I know I'm going to read it, but I read it halfway and something happens, life gets in the way. And then the book just sits on the shelf. So, I mean, in the beginning, like Monty said, it was just a a reason for us both to hold each other accountable to read those books like we said we were gonna. And then we thought, hey, let's get some more people involved because why should we be the only ones that benefit from, from the book club? So that's, that's, you know, my perspective of it and my reasoning. Well, I love it because it's the whole premise and foundation is, is serving others and at the same time allowing you guys co-accountability to each other. And knowledge is power, and you're sharing that with a community. So I heard you say a couple of things, Rich, that I want to just kind of touch on. We've all been to those conferences where we've come home with the books and put them on the shelf. You just made a really valid point where – we buy a book and it's so beautiful and we put it on the shelf or we start to read it and put it on the shelf. And especially if it's a self-help book. And again, I remember one of my mentors saying, your books look really pretty, but if you don't take them off the shelf, they're shelf help. 
They're not self-help. Mm-hmm. And I really, that always stuck with me. And so, I mean, you're not the only one that's done that. I'm sure we could all allude to that, you know, that we've done it at some point. There was something that intrigued us to buy it, and then we don't read it for whatever reason. So, Monty had mentioned that you guys are meeting on Thursday night. So, can you just fill us in on where people can find the book club and what time and and just kind of give us the logistics around the book club weekly? Absolutely. So we thought, you know, what better way than to have it online? That way, if you're, if you miss it, you're, you're able to catch it later on. So you can find our badass book club in our closed Facebook group. And the name of the group is bankroll your mind for success. Um, it's a closed group. We only accept people in um, that, you know, are within our, our tribe and people that really want to be there. So, you know, listeners out there, if you want to join the Badass Book Club, all you've got to do is go into your Facebook, uh, the search tab up top, type in Bankroll Your Mind for Success, uh, put in a request to join. And then, like you said, Deb, we meet every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, but in the event that, you know, you've got prior obligations or maybe you're not in our time zone and you're sleeping because you're on, on the other side of the world, um, the video will stay alive in the feed, and then you can just watch the replay and then add your commentary later on. And what we do is we keep the, the conversation going from week to week. So maybe you're going to catch it Friday or Saturday. Just add your input in, and then we'll all keep on uh, keep the dialogue going until the next live discussion. And you guys, how long are you allotting? So the book that you're reading right now by Napoleon Hill, um, it's a fairly, fairly good sized book. So how many, how many weeks do you allot or, I, I, this is only your second book in. So are you just kind of getting your footing on that or are you giving yourself a stringent timeline for how many weeks that you want people to read the book and have discussion around it. Well, we ha- we we are not as stringent as we, what we're doing is we're making sure that we're reading together. So we're doing a few chapters at a time, and then we're discussing those chapters. So we're not saying like, oh, this book has to be done in two weeks, you know, or or four weeks. You know, we're we're allowing the time for for the discussion and for the dialogue. And I think that's important to both of us because, you know, we don't want to read for the sake of reading. You know, we want to read so that it can be absorbed and applied and talked about. And then, we, you know, one of the biggest things that we talk about um, in the book club is, you know, how do we apply this information? You know, what are we seeing, but how can we make it applicable to our everyday lives? And because, you know, we don't want to, and I, and I'm, and I told you, Rich, I was going to borrow this ahead of time, uh, so here's my shot. Rich said we don't want to become a collector, um, just a collector of information. And I said, you know what, I'm borrowing that because so many times we, we are just, we're reading, 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 and then we're like, okay, checklist, you know, we checked that one off, okay, done, read. And it's kind of like it, 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 we, we did it, but then, then what? So the reason why we wanted to create this this space and not make it so stringent is because we want to be able to have those conversations and talk about action steps. And um, I think that it's only going to evolve from here. That's that's just my opinion. I think we're just going to get better and better because there's nothing else out there like what we're doing now in terms of 
having this type of a platform where we're all together and able to grow together with where thought leaders and other people are giving their insights and, and having this, this dialogue that creates such a special opportunity for people to be able to grow. So that's how we're doing it. You chiming in, Rich? Um, no, uh, what Monty said. And then also, you know, one of my favorite parts of the discussion, and this is, you know, to uh, reemphasize what Monty said, and the reason we're not being so stringent is because we want that, that uh, natural conversation, and we want to be able to hear how people applied uh, the strategies and the insights from the book into their daily life. And that's one of my favorite parts of the book club is just listening to other people and say, hey, how did you apply what you, what you read and what you learned into your life so that you benefited and so that you were able to make an impact for those around you? You know, we're not just reading for the sake of reading, like Monty said. We're reading to apply these things and to become better ourselves, to be better to give to others and to really make that, that difference in the world. Um, so I love hearing how people use the information to make a difference. And, you know, that's awesome. So I love just having a conversation around that with, with the members. Well, and you're making it an enriched experience, right? No pun intended with your name there, by the way. <laughs> I didn't even plan that, Rich. That was like ad lib. And then I thought, enriched. There's, there's something you could use on the show. It's going to be an enriched experience. Right. So, yes, yes. Now, I know there's probably more than one, but I'd like to ask you both this question. Is there a book that has really been pivotal for you in either your personal life or your professional life that you would share with us what book it was and how it really offered you some type of transformation? Molly, you want to Molly, you want to take that one first? I I was hoping that you would because there are so many, so 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 many. Ay ay ay. Um, one book that was the most transformational. Um, I would say on a personal note, um, one that was pretty transformational for me, um, was probably The Shack. I liked The Shack a lot. Um, because it, it spoke to um, some of the tragedies that I had experienced in my own life um, with with the loss of my own children and then how he, you know, was able to transform his relationship with um, his God. And so that was pretty amazing to me. So I, I would say probably The Shack for, for a personal book was one of my favorites. And um, on for like a business book, um, there's a book by Jeff Olson, and um, gosh, the name of it, I'm looking right at it, but anyway, <laughs> I'll have to get swing back around to it. <laughs> oh, The Slight Edge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's called The Slight Edge um, by Jeff Olson, and it's talking about like how the little things impact our business. You know, a lot of times people are always looking at, you know, what they want to create this big magical thing and he talks about how it's the it's the simple small things that you do on a consistent basis that make a huge difference in your business so that was pretty transformational for me um on a professional level um so for for me 
on a on a professional level, I've been asked this question before, and I know it like kind of sounds cliche being in the personal growth space, but I one of my favorite books is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, you know, it's it's a classic, and everyone should read it. Uh, on a personal level, and this is a book that I've bought for numerous people. Um, it's called Shambhala, and I loved it, and I think I bought it for probably like 10 people, and I gave it away as gifts, and I, you know, for a long time I, I read it um, like two or three times in a row, and I just bought it for like, you know, friends and relatives, and I just kept talking about it and just kept buying copies at my local Barnes & Noble. So those are my two picks. Well, and I, I'm with you, Monty. I have read so many, and I think I could probably answer my own question with a different set of books from my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, and even my 50s, because I think as we grow and learn and develop and change, our knowledge changes, our interest changes. So, if I really made you guys sit and think about it, you probably could come up with different books from each decade that you've lived, depending on where you were at on your journey personally or professionally. There is a small little book that I had to read recently um, during my yoga teacher training. And the name has escaped me too, Monty. I have that same difficulty. And it's by uh, Epictetus. And it's just, it's one of those tiny, tiny little books that just really, you read it and you think, this is so simple. Why don't people do it? And it's one of those books that it's not that big and there's not a lot of words, but it's hugely impactful. Have you ever had, even reading a chapter or a paragraph, read something where it was so impactful that you had to go back and reread it just to, just to take it in again, just to, to process it. Definitely. 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 Yeah. I mean, I think we I can all say that. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm feeling all the book love tonight on this call. And I just, I want to thank you guys for creating that online community. And I agree with what, Monty said, I think you're creating a safe space for people to come and it doesn't matter what age you are, how fast you read. It's just that ability to serve others and have an open discussion and have that freedom of thought to give your opinion of what you're reading. So I just want to congratulate you guys for for creating such a neat initiative and you know my love for this community. So when co-authors get together and, and collaborate it's the whole reason why Jim and Jim created the Change Book series. So I wish you guys both well. And before I let you go, I just wanted to uh, ask you both for an update about what's going on with your businesses and kind of what we're almost to, well, we're a quarter of the way through 2018. What's on the slate for both of you for 2018 for your businesses? Let's go first. Oh, man, I knew that you were going to do that. Uh, <laughs> so, how do you even how do you even answer that question without giving too much away? So, Monty and I have been on 
and it was actually the the book club that was the catalyst for the, uh, something really special that we're working on uh, right now. I don't want to give away too much, um, only because like it's still in that infancy stage. But I will say that you know the book club was the catalyst for just a really special project that Monty and I have been working on. Um, and it, it's, I know I'm personally looking forward to it. Um, other than that, and I know it, it sounds kind of lame cause you're like, Oh, this is really great, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it, it's something really <laughs> special. It's, uh, but I will say that, you know, um, just, you know, constantly, growing the business, whether it's training opportunities and speaking opportunities and uh, developing new programs and things of that nature, um, that's, that's where my 2018 is, is pointed right now. Awesomeness. Well, for me, um, the same. You know, I've got the project that I'm working on with, with Rich um, Bellativa, uh, my company. We're doing a relaunch, um, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, brand new websites coming, brand new products, all new formulations. Um, I'm super, super excited about that. Um, you know, we're, we're opening up other countries and doing a lot of fun things and getting, you know, am- amazing, amazing testimonials. So I'm really, really loving that. And um, this year, um, actually what I'm doing right now too is I am doing what I wrote about in my chapter, No More Hiding. Um, I'm actually relaunching, um, which I've not done in, gosh, it's been a few years now because I've just done Bellativa mainly, um, and, of course, my chapter in the change book, but I'm launching my personal brand. Um, The domain right now is IamMonty.tv, and I'm really looking forward to that, so doing some filming and working with developers and all that good stuff, and so I'm looking forward to offering more trainings. I'm going to be teaching people how to launch their own products, um, doing more private labeling, um, you know, so, yeah, doing more training and educating and certifying people um, in the wellness space, and so I'm really looking forward to all that uh, 2018 and beyond has to offer us. Well, I'm not surprised to hear that you're both busy, and I'm, again, I'm just, I, I'm over the moon that you've come together and, and done this initiative for the book club. And, you know, I'm a big fan and I love you guys. So thank you for coming on the show tonight. And I wish you all the best with the badass book club. So rich Perry. It's just so rich Perry. <laughs> Isn't it now? <laughs> it is with a little, with a little bit of uh, money goodness wrapped around it. So I wish you guys all the best for 2018. And I, and I love that Thank we chat you. on a regular basis and let's just keep on, keep in touch and you know what, just keep doing what you're doing and shining your light. And we are change makers. So we will slowly shift the paradigm to make this world a better place. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us, Deb. We appreciate it. And we'll see you all Thursday nights at 7. Yes, take care, guys. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. It just goes to show you the uh, love and admiration that is within the Change Book series, which is now 15 books strong, 300 co-authors from 26 countries and I love that the common element is we are all communicators we are coaches we are 
speakers, we are authors, we are consultants. It doesn't matter what our title is. We love to serve others, and that is the common catalyst amongst the co-authors of the Change Book series. So, Rich Perry and Moni Patterson, thank you so much for helping me out tonight. And Dr. John, I hope you get home safely from New York City. And I want to thank our March sponsor, the Foundation for Small Voices. It is a nonprofit organization led by Jim and Sophia Papoulis. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, they have a new initiative and they are looking to raise $500,000 with 100% of these funds going directly towards providing music for youth in schools or communities that may, la- may lack strong arts programs. So they are inviting you, along with your choir, along with thousands of choirs worldwide, to join the beginning of their initiative. With each choir raising $100, it is only through the power of each voice in their global choir community that they can make a change. So the link is, is listed on our episode info. So I welcome you to check that out. And I'll be back next week on March the 28th with our sponsors and the founders of the Foundation for Small Voices, Jim and Sophia Papoulis. So tune in next week at 7 p.m. Eastern. As always, this is Deb Crow. Thank you for sharing your time with me tonight and have a great week.